As Brett Yolmark continues to take us higher to new levels, it has now gone from the down low to the download. That's right. The depth chart is out. Is there any more surprises? You are Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily podcast on the Oklahoma State Cowboys, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, y'all, and hello, all. Welcome back to Locked On Oklahoma State, your daily stop for all things cowboy and cowgirl related. My name is Cody Stovall. I want to thank you kindly for stopping by to make this your first listen here on Locked On Oklahoma State. We're available on every single podcasting platform as well as visually on YouTube. You can find me on Twitter at AllDayOState. It has arrived. It has gone from keep this on the download to here you go, everybody. You can download it. So. We might as well hash it out and talk about the depth chart. As we discussed yesterday, and I've kind of been um, dropping dropping some hints, the the biggest surprise for sure is still the fact that Nick Martin has been able to surpass Justin Wright. And again, this is a a 1A, 1B situation, very similar to quarterback in in the aspect that he's really been that good. Right. It, it really is a scenario where he just doesn't quite cover the flats the same way that Nick Martin can. So, yeah, that's that's a surprise. That's a pretty significant surprise. I, I don't know anybody that could have projected this other than a couple dudes that were already inside the locker room. That's that's to me, that's kind of where we're at. So let's go ahead and, and talk about some of the other things um, you could consider. Well, I mean, you would have considered Cole Birmingham being the left tackle over Dalton Cooper coming into the season. Pretty surprising. But, you know, we saw the emergence of of Cole Birmingham in spring. So that is what it is. Left guard, Jason Queso Brooks, uh, obviously not surprising. He continues to grade out uh, on a very, very, very good, consistent basis. David Dotson being directly behind him, I think I think you could say would be a little bit of a surprise. If you guys want um, a a copy, uh, please. Just give me a holler on Twitter, and I will send you uh, depth chart stuff. All right, and center Joe Mahalski with Austin Kwecki's backup. Again, that's just that's kind of we've known that for a while. Jake Springfield, Calvin Harvey. I think Calvin Harvey here is a little bit of a surprise at right tackle. He's a big dude, 6'8", 350 pounds. So you thinking you want some to be mobile, agile, and hostile. I really think this is more of a Noah McKinney type of scenario here, but we shall see. It is interesting seeing Calvin Harvey above Noah McKinney right there. A wide receiver, Dijon Stribling, he's been the dude, and nothing's going to change anytime soon. Uh, behind him, obviously, uh, Talon Chetron, and then you have Leon Johnson the third right behind him. Slot receiver, you got BP, our main man, Brennan Presley. Uh, Blaine Green right behind him. This isn't a big surprise, guys. Blaine Green's been playing in the slot for a few weeks now. So this is not like he's going to be ill-prepared for this opportunity. And then outside at the Z spot, you got Jaden Bray with Rashad Owens right behind him. Not a big surprise there. Tight end, Josiah Johnson, followed by Quentin Stewart. That's pretty uh, pretty standard. Ian Edenfield at the third spot there also makes a lot of sense. Fullback, Braden Cassidy. 
phenomenal job. He's going to get some carries. He looks like a true consummate professional at the fullback position, followed by Jake Schultz. Um, running back, we got Ollie Gordon, number one. This is the war of attrition style of conversation we've been having. So I think Elijah Collins would be uh, number two if he hadn't had so many cramps. But right now, it's opened up the door for Jade Nixon to get more carries. He's been able to capitalize on that while still able to kind of manage some of the risk of Ollie Gordon. So if Elijah Collins was 100% and he hadn't had, you know, weeks of this cramping issue, definitely he would be uh, number two in the list. But Jaden's seizing the opportunity, so good for him. You got Alan Bowman, and then it says Oregon or Gundy or Garrett Rangel. So this is a cutesy-tootsie style of, of thing that they're doing here to, to set up other things, which we'll talk about here in a little bit. Alan Bowman, yes, he's still the guy. Yes, it's still by thin margin. No, Gunnar Gundy is not number two right now. Uh, chill out, people. Calm down a little bit. Uh, defensive end, they got Cody Waltersheet over Anthony Goodlow. That was a surprise coming into fall. I did anticipate Anthony Goodlow being the guy even in the spring, but Waltersheet, he's put in his time. He's earned his stripes. He's he's going to get this opportunity. And then you have Xavier Ross there behind, the both, behind both of them. And then you got uh, Colin Clay, Justin Kirkland, Aiden Kelly. Yes, that absolutely makes sense. I think you could you could easily justify the swapping of Justin Kirkland and Colin Clay, but Colin Clay been here, been through the system, been to the body by glass, put in his time. I get it. It's a pretty standard move. I'm okay with it. Nathan Latou, yeah, he's an absolute stud. He's an absolute beast. Deshaun Brown is listed three here, um, but – the info I have is definitely got him at number two ahead of Israel is Suman Hundley. Linebacker, of course, Colin Oliver, followed by Donovan Stevens. Nick Martin, the big surprise, surpassing Justin Wright. And then Xavier Benson being followed by Jeff Robertson. This is all stuff that we expected. Kendall Daniels followed by Ty Williams. You know, I, I would like to see Cameron Epps back up Kendall Daniels as opposed to Cameron Epps backing up a Trey Rucker. But I'm okay with it. I'm cool with it. I get it because you also have a Ladarius Webb. So that's another thing that, that you need to take into consideration. Even though there's guys that are on the three deep, there's a good probability that they're not exactly going to be the ones that, that come in like right away. Like, for example, if Jalen Pope is on the three deep, and he is, if he's the number three slot wide receiver, we all know that more often than not, they're going to slide Rashad Owens to slot if there's an injury, as opposed to asking Jalen Pope to come in the game and, and have a, a lot of production. So that's just kind of an, an insight type of scenario. Uh, and then obviously Lyric Rawls followed by Nick Sessions. And Raymond Gay is going to get some PT. He got some PT last year. Corey Black followed by DJ McKinney. I, I think Kenneth Harris is is having something to say here. Um, I wouldn't be completely surprised if he does surpass DJ McKinney. But right now, DJ McKinney is a little bit more athletic. And he's done some crazy things, made some crazy plays, especially in the spring. So this does make sense. Cam Smith, followed by Kale Smith. I would say that's a little bit of a surprise. Kale Smith has been doing a phenomenal job. He's been the one that you know we were going to have to play, right? He's put himself in a position where he's not going to stay off the field. But again, this is another scenario where I definitely see a, a DJ McKinney kind of filling that void here. To Kelvin Beeman's also going to have some hand in the mix. And then um, Punter Westfall, yeah, he, he surpassed Hudson Clark. That's on me. That's on me. I forgot to talk about this. I forgot to bring this up. This is a, another scenario. And Hudson's done very, very, very well. But when the kicker, the punter that you're talking about, already has collegiate experience, and he's six foot five, over two hundred pounds, 
and you can boot it. That is what it is, right? But Gundy likes his security. Now, the best people will play. Some of these spots are still an open competition. So there's some things that will change in the next week. Uh, kicker, Alex Hale, of course. Logan Ward has a strong leg. We also got another transfer kicker that I expect uh, to maybe fill a, a void here as well. And then obviously kickoff specialist is going to be Logan Ward. Westfall's big leg. Uh, long snapper uh, should be Zeke Saragosa, although they have Shea Feinbaum. Feinbaum listed as, as the one here. I still think Zeke is, is going to have this job, but I do know that the the reports on Shea have been outstanding. And for being a freshman, he's put himself in a position to definitely, definitely play. Kick returner, Brent Presley, not a big surprise. Jaden Nixon, not a big surprise. Punt returner, same thing. Brent Presley, Jaden Nixon, not all that big of a surprise. All right, so that is where, where we currently stand. There's not a lot of surprises from what we've been discussing over the last few weeks, but there's a couple. There's a couple surprises in there. And again, there are a couple of these spots that are still open for debate, up for competition, whatever you want to use. So some things will inevitably change. But out of everything you see there, there the couple spots that have these competitions, it doesn't need to be a, oh, crap, we need to be afraid thing. I'm trying to get people to conceptualize and buy into the idea and the understanding that it's not that, right? The Alan Bowman, Garrett Rangel scenario, it's not that Bowman's not quite getting it done. Yeah, you, you're not super comfortable with some of the picks, but it's because Garrett Rangel's put himself in this position. And guys, I gave Gunnar Gundy my spring big surprise MVP because he wasn't supposed to participate a whole heck of a lot. And in the very first scrimmage, he comes out, throws multiple touchdowns right away. So you knew you had something, and the quarterback depth is legitimate. The linebacker depth is legitimate. Some of the competitions we're having on the offensive line, it is legitimate, but then you got to take into consideration, as well as with this too deep. Like I said, some of these guys that are listed on here, um, perfect example, Taylor Materko. Taylor Materko doesn't really show up anywhere on, on the list, but – He's kind of that sixth man. So Taylor Materico will fill in before a Davis Dotson. I would say 90, 90% sure on that right there. Real quick, before we jump into segment number two, which is a doozy, probably the one you're waiting on, so I, I'll, I'll stop uh, procrastinating here. But before we jump into that, ladies and gentlemen, I do have to let you guys know out here today, they were brought to you by eBay Motors. You got to get your car in the game because taking days off is probably not the, the biggest key to your success. In order for you to get there and not take all those days off, you got to be able to have a reliable rig, ladies and gentlemen. Head to eBay Motors with the eBay Guaranteed Fit. You can be sure that it will fit right every time. The first time around, just add your ride to the My Garage. Look for the green check to know that the part will fit or, drum roll, your money back. Just because, like in sports, if you can't get there, you're not confident that you can get there, it's hard to be confident in your game. So make sure you're shopping at eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from. You'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's super easy to bring home the W when the right part is guaranteed. Get the right parts with the right fit at the right price. Go to ebaymotors.com. As Russell Wilson would say, let's ride. All right. So now we get to get into the, the, the fun side of things. 
Robert Allen, of course, he's got a, you know, up the ante. Um, <clears throat> he put out a projection, not the depth chart that, that is out right now, but his projection for a week from now. And some of it is, I don't want to say cannon fodder, possibly. Uh, I don't necessarily know if, if I want to go quite that far. But I, I do I do feel fairly comfortable with the idea that some of this is a little out there. Y'all know how huge of a Garrett Rangel fan I am, right? Watching his development over the summer, what he put into his body, what he put into the offseason, what he put into the playbook. I, I knew everybody was going to have to take him serious. But Robert Allen's projected depth chart for next week is that Garrett Rangel surpasses Alan Bowman on the depth chart. And then, uh, again, Gunnar Gundy is a very good third-string quarterback. I'm, I'm hoping that people kind of get over that. Another differentiation, and as we, we talked about, um, so I did send the depth chart out to a handful of people, um, but Elijah Collins would be, would be right behind Ollie Gordon if – health wasn't a little bit of an issue and it's not like major injury type of stuff it's cramping which fun little tease we're gonna have tatum bell on the program sunday um and we're gonna talk about all this so make sure that you're tuning in it'll be live the sherman central sunday show that we've been doing at seven o'clock on sundays trent can't make it he's got a golf tournament um so we're gonna have tatum bell fill in and we're gonna talk about all of this and and how physiologically that has a, a direct correlation on either your preparation, your production, whatever it may be. We'll get his perspective because he might know a thing or two uh, about the running back position and cramps and injuries and all that fun jazz. Um, fullback, nothing changes. Tight end, nothing changes. Ball receiver, no changes. Uh, wide receiver. So he has Leon Johnson the third surpassing Rashad as an um, outside guy at number two. Now, I have uh, some info. Uh, I really do. What's how do I how do I how do I say this right? I, I think Leon Johnson's going to have an opportunity to put himself in a position to be a bigger asset to Oklahoma State than just the here and now. So, with that in mind, I think Rashad Owens definitely maintains this spot. Uh, and then uh, let's see: Jaden Bray, Thomas Chetron, Blaine Green, O line. Da 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 Joe Mikulski, Tony Terrico, Noble Kinney. That's really his only... Oh, and Colin Clay being ahead of Justin Kirkland. That's a little surprising. And I guess everything else is the same. Okay, yeah. Uh, everything else. Everything else is the same. Everything else is the same. So his only differentiation between the, the depth chart and the projection to next week is that Garrett Rengel will pass um, Alan Bowman. But so when I say that sometimes there's some posturing, there's some positioning, there's this inevitable race to, you know, make sure that you're the, I don't know, the one. <clears throat> that Everyone continues to want to believe in this fallacy that this has just been coach speak. And I understand not everybody listens to the show, so it, it is not that big of a deal. But we all know it's not like Aaron Gale legitimately has put himself in this position. Now, do I see him officially passing 
Bowman in the next week? I do not. I, I, I do not. Not because he's not capable, but because of some of the, the, the propensities. Now, somebody did you know, kind of float an idea that I didn't hate. Um, when we were talking about the depth chart, one of the, one of my buddies that I did send the depth chart to, we were talking about it yesterday and he was asking me, would you start Rangel the la- the first few games and give Bowman a little bit of a, a not a breather, but uh limitation of injury possibilities, right? Until the meat and taters of the schedule. And although I don't, I don't hate it per se. I mean, I do think it's a, an interesting out of the box idea. And I could see it being beneficial, but Alan Bowman hasn't had any meaningful snaps in the last two years. And we do know the last time we saw him suit up for Texas Tech after a couple of big injuries, he wasn't the same guy. He didn't perform the same. He didn't move the same. He didn't operate in the pocket the same. So do we know what Alan Bowman we're going to get? No, we don't, which is exactly why Garrett Rangel is, I guess, at least part of this potential conversation is because he's been consistent. He's been very consistent. Allen has been up and down. So do you go with the consistency option or do you go with the other guy? Well, because he hasn't been here and you don't know, and you do know that in a few scrimmages this year, this spring, this fall, he does tend to throw more picks when we go live, good on good, one-on-ones. So because of those things, he needs to get Hitting the math, as Pat McAfee would say. He needs to. He needs to test his durability, his physicality, and, and to make sure that he's mentally squared away. Uh, one of the biggest hurdles in coming back from a major injury, like an ACL, is, is psychological. Right? Can I still make this cut? Can I still drive into the ground at three yards and make this cut for this slant route off of this knee? It does take take a toll. It does play a part in the game. And that's what we're going to have to see out of Alan Bowman. So I, I, I think, you know, get him out there. Let, let the bullets start flying and see what you have. Because that's all Gunnar Gunny's waiting on. That's all Garrett Rangel's waiting on. I'm pretty positive Garrett Rangel is going to seize an opportunity when he gets it. But, but it's going to be Alan Bowman's first opportunity to likely see what he can do when the bullets start flying. But where I don't see R.A. is crazy here, um, it, as I've said before, I do not think Alan Bowman will start the entire season. I just, I just don't. So the depth chart is what it is. All right. And Robert Allen does have a little bit of a, of a, of a steep hill to climb there, but he's not completely crazy. Could this be a little bit of a, a little bit of a setup, right? Just to get people more interested, just to get people talking a little bit more. And this is going to do that for sure, right? You're going to rile up the fan base. And, and I'm already seeing some of it. I'm, I'm seeing, oh, if, if this is true, then we're screwed. And we're going to have a seven-win season if Garrett Rangel's like, I just, whatever. It's okay. I can be frustrated with it. But it's just going to take people seeing it. Robert Allen does get to see it. Now, could this be legit? Could this be posturing? Could this be a marketing type of of ploy? All three of those are possibilities. I don't see him skipping over Alan Bowman immediately. 
But also, again, don't see the Alabama holding on to this job the entirety of the season. And I also let's get let's get uh, <laughs> let's get rid of this idea that Zane Flores is going to pass Garrett Rangel next year. It ain't gonna happen. I mean, it could, but it would take like it would take a Bryce Young level of jump by Zane because Garrett Rangel is that good. People just need to see it. I get it. Now. RA's got to stir the pot a little bit. I'm all for it. I don't mind the pot getting stirred. Matter of fact, we're going to do some stirring of the pot. Um, I, I'm likely going to jump on our, our buddy, Jason Watkins, Hall of Fame Calls Football Podcast, because um, I had our buddy that, that jumps on with a Sunday, the Sherman Snitzel show every Sunday at 7. Trent, he can't make it. And over. You know what? Uh, the previous Sunday, Jason couldn't make it, so we had Jason Watkins from Hall of Fame College Football po- Podcast. You know, fill in, and we had some good dialogue. We had a good time, and and me and Jason, we go we go back a, a little bit because I called him out, and he was man enough to message me and say, "I'll go on air. I'll go face to face. I'm not afraid. Let's do it." And Jason Sherman and Jason Watkins. I've been able to stir the pot a little bit recently. So because we're going to be going live every Sunday at 7, and we're going to be going live pretty much every Saturday post-game, probably an hour-ish after the game, in preparation for that, we don't have a game this Saturday. We do have a game next Saturday. But because we don't have a game this Saturday, come watch the Jason vs. Jason showdown. On the show, we're going to be going live. I'll be like the referee. Um... You know, it will, will ring will ring the bell. And here's the deal, right? Our buddy Jason Sherman, he understands the landscape. Me and him don't always agree on the, the length of leash that Mike Gundy should have. But other than that, right, we, we typically we typically see eye to eye. He has some different takes as far as like some of the all-time best quarterbacks at OSU and things of that nature. But by and large, you know, we get it. And having a, a good dialogue of not always agreeing, it's good, right? It's good for everybody to be involved because it makes you think of, of different angles. And then I think the same thing is applicable of Jason Watkins. Now, what happened, we'll see what happened was when uh, Trent filled in for me Sunday on their show to talk about Oklahoma State's hand in the Big 12 race. As soon as Trent got off of the program, they had a couple guys that started bashing Oklahoma State, started bashing Mike Gundy. Now, I, I, I know Jason well enough to know that Jason will say whatever to your face. So I know it wasn't like a thing that people were waiting on Trent to get off just so they could badmouth O State. It was, I guess, a timing thing. Somebody had said something in the comments about Oklahoma State, and so they kind of went in on O State and Gundy. I'm, I'm supposed to listen to it. I've had several messages about how it's going to fire me up. So I didn't listen to it before this episode on purpose because I don't want to be too fired up. All right. I'm going to save some of that for Sunday because, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna hash it out over Bedlam, over Gundy, over O-State, OU, SEC, Trace Ford, Kelly Maxwell, you name it. We're going to get into it. And mind you, I'm going to try to be objective. I'm going to try to be the third-party referee style of guy in this equation. And then obviously Sunday, we're going to have Tatum Bell on the show. Live at 7. So we're going live Saturday 
6 p.m. Central to replicate going live next Saturday for the game. We don't have a game this Saturday, so why not get used to us going live on Saturdays by watching the showdown we have set up Saturday at 6 p.m. Central. And then Sunday, of course, it'll be uh, our buddy Jason Sherman and Tatum Bell on with us to discuss some of the stuff that's been, kind of been going on, Elijah Collins, even some of the little bit of the dinged-up nature that has been Jade Nixon recently, very minor. But how does it affect the locker room? How does it affect the offensive line? How does it affect, affect the play calling? Well, we'll let Tatum break that down for us, and we're going to have a lot of fun with it. So make sure that you do tune in. Uh, tomorrow, Tomorrow, um, I'll, re- I'll be releasing the show I did last night with Seth Duckworth. He's got some things to say about Oklahoma State Wrestling. Obviously, the Coleman-Scott story, suppression style of stuff. I didn't put him on the spot and go too far into to that, that stuff. Because, you know, he, he is a gem and somebody that we need for wrestling content at Oklahoma State. It's a good, it's a good interview. So if you want to get up to speed on kind of some of the stuff that that went down and how he's kind of got to this point and his takes on Oklahoma State wrestling and the new coaching and the leaving of Zach Esposito. Make sure that you catch that tomorrow. We'll do a regularly scheduled show too. So we'll do another regular show tomorrow. And then I will also upload the interview with Seth Duckworth. It's like 38, 40 minutes. And then Saturday, we're going to have the, uh, I, I don't know what we should call it. We can't call it the Backyard Brawl. Bedlam, Brother Bash, something like that. Y'all let me know down in the comments. Like it if you like it. Um, uh, Dislike it if you don't like it. Obviously, comment and share the daggone thing. Share it, share it, share it. We're on the road to 2000. Things have been looking good. We've got some new opportunities that I'll be able to make this thing bigger, badder, better. But it's got to start with you guys. All right? The growth has been great. We can do better. Let's, let's go take over that top spot. So share the daggone thing. Like, comment, subscribe, 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 share it, subscribe. That's the deal. See, I, I forget to ask sometimes. And sometimes you don't know unless you ask. So that's me asking. All right, y'all. We got a, a good Friday. We got a big Saturday. We got a big Sunday. Tune in. Stay locked in here on Locked On. <laughs> See what I did there? Howdy, y'all. That's all we're going to have for this one right here. You know I love you. As always, God bless. Go Pokes. And until next time, later, taters.